You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Pause on the Play is a podcast designed to get you thinking and being differently having conversations to break down the hard things and get you into action, bringing the diversity of diversity, imperfect allyship, company culture, and imposter syndrome into the conversation in a way that you can listen to and hear yourself being a part of it because you're not being talked at because these conversations are a part of your imperfect action. It's the entire point. And to make sure that we can continue to bring you this value, and make sure that everyone else that wants and needs to hear us can find us. I would love for you to show us some love over on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, and share with a friend. Give some fuel to the podcast engine so we can keep the dialogue going. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here, where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may have been unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. So last week, I talked with Samantha Brooks of Train to Thrive Wellness, and we talked about what it is that actually is the part of your business that is inclusive, that you are actually identifying and what does that inclusion look like in action, which the active part of it is what makes it inclusivity and how those things go into um, what crafts and then creates your inclusivity statement. This week, I wanted to talk about another part of uh, company culture, and that is really having clarity around who you serve and why. At the end of the day, if you don't know that, good luck because you don't really have that purpose behind it. You don't really know who you're supporting, why you're choosing to support them and how this shapes your brand, how it actually plays into the choices that you're making, how you're showing up, your content, everything. And so this week I'm actually bringing a friend of mine and an amazing, uh, PR person in, Cher Hale. Cher is the founder and director of Ginkgo Public Relations. It's a national boutique agency that specializes in using storytelling and public relations as a force for good, boosting visibility for underrepresented uh, or marginalized authors, experts, and entrepreneurs uh, using comprehensive communication and media relation efforts. 
She's first generation Taiwanese American. And so she has a passion for leveraging the power of media to tell diverse stories through uh, mediums like online print, TV, radio, and podcast so that she can play a role in reshaping how our society views social justice, give back initiatives, feminism, and multiculturalism. As you can hear, this is a woman after my own heart. Like these are things that I'm extremely passionate about. And these are just some of the reasons why I've connected, you know, so deeply with Cher because she not only believes in it, but she's actually utilizing the power and platform of her business to actually bring this into action. So really talking with her about what it looks like to, you know, really step into who you serve and why and letting that be the way that you facilitate things and not doing it for others just because, well, that's what you should do. And being able to say, hey, this doesn't feel good. This isn't the type of impact I want to make and saying, I'm going to do it differently. She has owned that. She is doing that. And because of that, I want you to hear our conversation. So without further delay. So still digging um, into values and a little bit more of kind of how this presents itself. And I want to really go into the who you serve and the why behind it, because it's one of those things that if you're not clear on it, then it's going to be really hard to create any type of marketing that is going to attract the right people. But it's also making sure that they see you, you see them, and that you can actually do the job that you're there to do. So I wanted to introduce you to someone who, she kind of amazes me in a few different ways, but I'm going to start by letting her introduce herself to my Pause on the Play audience. Cher, go ahead and tell them who you are. My name is Cher Hale. So happy to be here. And I run a national boutique PR agency called Ginkgo Public Relations, where we serve primarily underrepresented and marginalized women uh, who are business owners or authors or creators in some aspect to help them boost their platforms and take back the narrative that the media has traditionally told for them. So they can use their own voices and their own stories to tell their perspective, to show who they are to the public and accurately represent um, themselves. And so we help them do that through podcasts, through editorials, through interviews, through TV uh, and on stages as well. So what you do is something that I don't feel like I see often enough to be able to amplify the voices that aren't being heard often enough because there's, I don't know if the landscape is always even. And because of that, there's, to me, there's a huge need for what you do. And, you know, that's where I would love to kind of hear you say um, in your own words, you know, what it is that kind of brought you to kind of picking up that charge and really choosing to do that. Yeah. So before I pivoted to this direction, to serving this specific audience, uh, I was just doing PR for anybody. And I had a lot of life coaching clients, many of whom were white, female, and privileged. And while that was certainly paying the bills, it wasn't fulfilling me in a way that felt genuine or important. I've always been, I've always had like, a, like an activist nature and that none of the work that I was doing felt relevant to like the mission I wanted to 
accomplish in my life, the legacy that I wanted to leave in this world. And I didn't really know what to do, honestly. And it wasn't until, unfortunately, I had a, a major catalyst in my life where my mother passed away at the age of 49, unexpectedly. And when that happened, all you can do, right, is reflect on who she is as a person, who she was, um, what legacy she left, and who I am as a result of, of her being in my life. And I think after a lot of time, it wasn't immediate, but after a lot of time, I realized that growing up in an American culture as a Taiwanese-American generation, first-generation child, um, gave me a unique perspective um, into how silenced so many minorities are in the media at large. And thinking about how, you know, when I was growing up, I had Lucy Liu, like Charlie's Angels, right? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like these are my role models because I didn't see any other Asians on, on TV, especially Asian women. And so when I began to think about, you know, my childhood and my history and my heritage and how that shaped who I am today, I thought, there must be so many women who are of color, who are marginalized, who have amazing stories to tell that aren't reaching the mainstream media. And like, what a shame that is. And so I thought, this is something I have to do. This is a, a, an audience that I want so deeply to serve. And honestly, I was bored of telling the same like white woman life coach story. I was just tired of it. And it really, that really inspired me to make this bolder, leap into this direction. Well, and I think what what you mentioned talks a lot about kind of, you know, what normal looked like for you in that it unfortunately was normal to not see someone that looked like you represented um, as often. And for you to be able to kind of see that this is, it was a system, it was a system-wide problem. And what you saw was kind of a symptom of something that was much larger and you choosing to contribute to that in a way that would hopefully begin to break down the fact that it was even something that had to be considered in that way. And knowing how often it is that people have something really valuable to bring and to say and to do. And the only reason that it isn't reaching the right people is just the right access, the right opportunities, the right platforms. And something like that can only be addressed and shifted if there's somebody in a position of being able to say, hey, I know what those things are. Let me help you get to them. I mean, I don't know of any other ways to really begin to break that down because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I agree. And I think what really incensed me, the more I thought about it was that even when there is representation of minorities or marginalized people on, on TV, um, it's likely that it's told from a white perspective. And so I thought, you know, PR is such a valuable asset and skill set to have right now, especially because it gives people the chance to tell their own stories with their own voices. Um, and I think podcasting does this too. You know, we, we have we have to create our own vehicles to tell our story, and I think that. PR can be used as a vehicle for social change. And I'm hoping that we can do that as an agency. And you brought up something really important in the fact that very often when you are he hearing a story or a message that is from 
someone that is from um, a marginalized group or an, a community that isn't normally centered, it is then, you know, filtered down through a, a white lens. And that then just kind of can affect the authenticity of it. It affects how it's able to land because you're not allowing, let's say, uh, this black woman that's over 50 to be able to tell her story from her own mouth. She has to have her story filter through someone else, whether it's because that makes it acceptable or that's what needs to quote unquote, take, take the edges off, whatever the thing is that someone from marketing could possibly say as to why it's happening. At the end of the day, it all boils down to the fact that you are not able to hear the story as the story is actually coming from the source. You couldn't have said it better. I think, what was that book that just came out of um, about like Mexican immigration? Oh, American like, oh, Dirt. Yeah. So I haven't read it, full disclosure, but I heard some podcasters that I really respect and admire talking about it and how this woman just completely appropriated the story mm, yes. um, and felt like almost like a savior-like stance about it. And I just, I couldn't understand. Um, but you know, the publishing industry as a whole, like you were saying, this is a systemic issue. Um, books tend to sell better when white women write them. And so this is, you know, it's a, it's a part of a larger problem. But to that point, like American Dirt is a great example of appropriation on a large scale. And it's a great example of what it looks like when there's not enough people in the right places um, within, uh, I'll, I'll say, the workflow of something going from conception to actually being, you know, made into a product or an item or a story and put out there. There's not enough people in there to be able to say, you know, hey, there's some problems here or this isn't sticking true to the roots of what this is supposed to actually address or who this is for. Essentially, there's just not enough people in the room and, you know, voices in the pot and at the table to actually be able to say, hey, this isn't actually what this is. This is a story, but this is not a story by this person for this type of person. And unfortunately, right. when there's when that happens, that's that's a part of what I take it that um, from what I what I actually see you doing, this is what I see you trying to work against. Yeah. And you know what? How many commercials have you seen where you like just stop and you wonder how many people had to approve this? Yes. This total bullshit to be like spent money on and produced and and advertised. Like what happened in the pipeline? And, you know, to your point, I think it's having the right people in the room, but also sometimes they are in the room, but they don't feel safe to speak up. Yes. Yes. And unfortunately, I think that that is very true in some cases because there are people that are in the in these you know rooms whether it's because they are there because they're actually bringing value or because someone somewhere said hey let's check a block by bringing in you know diversity in this way <laughs> but then yes they don't they don't feel as though they can actually say the honest opinion. They don't feel as though they can advocate for the creator or the audience that is going to be receiving this. And if there is something that is contradictory in some type of ethical way, it's like, well, shit, if I'm honest, am I going to lose my job? And that's not going to be helpful either. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, it's for some people it's it's survival in the workplace. So I think it's important to recognize that as we consider, you know, how PR plays a small role in this much larger issue. Agreed. So what I want to do as well is for you to really explain. I think sometimes people will hear PR and they're not always clear on what it is. And so I won't make you explain what PR is as a large thing. I want you to just kind of explain um, what PR is through the lens in which you actually facilitate it and how this really does, you know, really allow you to support that overarching goal of centering the right people. You know, sometimes I like to think of myself as kind of like an amateur magician because I play (laughs) a lot in the rules of perception. So my job is to take somebody who has already kind of a growing platform and a message that's super clear and concise and easy for the masses to understand and to take them and make them look amazing, to make it look like they have everything going for them, that they're worth it to put on stage or to put on podcasts or to interview in any capacity as a thought leader. So my goal is to take them from somebody who only some people know and love to someone that everyone knows and loves, which is the simplest way to put it. Um, And I help them do that by crafting all of their messages together in a way that speaks to what's happening in the cultural conversation in the media and pitching them. So going to a podcaster and saying, hey, I have this client, Victoria. Would you be interested in having her speak about these things based on, you know, what you cover in your show? And just fielding those outreach efforts on behalf of my client is the easiest way to describe PR. And then the results of PR come from having that interview or that placement go live and attracting strangers and bringing them into their communities and their audiences so that they can continue to grow their platform and sell and make money and grow their thought leadership. Yes. Selling and making money is important and it's very easy (laughs) to get stuck in like the ethics and I have a message and it's like, yeah, and it needs to pay some bills. I want, I want to be ethical, but I have, I need to eat too. And so I think it's important to mention that because like I said before, when I say centering the right voices, what I mean is really centering the voices of those that aren't readily heard, those that are not considered in the larger mainstream collective picture uh, more often than not. And um, in some cases, the sad part is literally being able to sell and make money is, is a part of that. And when you look at just the statistics around you know, uh, business owners in any way, shape or form that are female. And then you break it down more to women of color and how the numbers are so low. The reality is, is that, you know, a part of what you do is also facilitating that, you know, financial evolution and like, yeah, you want these things and you want to be paid well to do them. Yeah, absolutely. I think PR is a vehicle to create opportunity to sell a chance to make bigger profits and to have more impact. And so I'm hoping, you know, with every interview that I land for a client, with every feature that goes live, I hope that I've given them a better chance to sell themselves and to make money. Because at the end of the day, this is what's going to help us create generations of wealth in the future. 
for women and for women of color. I agree because the reality is, is that wealth is something that it, it, it starts somewhere and it is something that we hope to, you know, over generations continue to build it because that is a big part of shifting some of the disparities that for a lot of us have just be kind of become the norm. And that can't happen if people aren't put in different types of situations with different type of opportunities, access and platforms. Absolutely. I think so often of my mother's mother and her mother and then her mother and how they've made so many sacrifices and lived through these trying times for women so that I could be here right now doing what I do to help the woman who come after me, my daughter and her daughter. So with that, um, I would love to just hear kind of, I guess, your final thoughts around how that shift that you made in really just changing from who you previously supported to how you support now and how, you know, how that really is something that just fuses itself into everything that you do within your brand, with podcast interviews like these, when you are able to, um, you know, be a speaker at events, like how, how has that kind of shifted and evolved things for you? It's changed absolutely everything, Erica. I cannot tell you how much (laughs) different my life looks today than it did, let's say, a year and a half ago even. Um, Because before, when I was serving those previous clients that I mentioned, it was, I felt robotic, mechanical. Like I was just doing what I knew how to do because I had to do it. Um, There was no motivation. And because of that, I lacked energy all the time. I just kind of felt like I was like a cog in the machine. And as soon as I got a handle on what this new messaging looked like and who I'd be serving and why it mattered so much to me, it felt like this this swell of energy came out of my body. Like it had been sitting there stagnant for a long time, waiting for me to figure out what I was about. (laughs) And once I figured out who I was and why I was saying what I needed to say, um, all of this like creative energy just came back to me and I was able to create talks and content and find the right people to hire and pitch the right podcast and make the right connections. And it just feels like everything fell into place in a very natural way. And even in instances like this, where I'm talking to people that I love and admire in the fields, all of the stories that I tell and how I show up um, is so much more authentic to who I am in comparison to the interviews that I've done previously, where I just discussed, here's how to pitch, or here's what to say, or here's how to approach people. Um, It has just so much more meaning behind it and intention and the right energy, the energy that I've always wanted to be able to convey to an audience. And as a result, I see things growing. I'm getting more client inquiries. My list is growing. I have more potential for profit and for visibility. And it feels like this is definitely the right direction. but I didn't always know that, you know, I, I took a chance hoping that it would work out. Um, and what I can tell you right now in this moment is that, it, is that it is. And who knows? We're in the midst of this pandemic, right? Who knows what's going to happen? But I still feel very grounded in what I've chosen to do and how I've chosen to serve. Oh, there was so much good stuff. To, so, <laughs> so you mentioned feeling grounded. And I think that that's a thing because sometimes when it's not your message, it, it, you almost feel like a fish out of water sometimes. And I think that that's a thing. And when you talked about, you know, your energy level and how it would actually show up physically for you and just the difference in how, 
when you're able to actually follow what feels good versus let me just do what I'm supposed to do in order to do these things. And you're just almost checking a block, how there is such a difference there. And for some people, it doesn't always show up or maybe they're afraid of like, well, what happens if I follow what feels good? What if that doesn't work? And I mean, you gave tangible ways of how you doing that actually does work. You know, how it, how it shows up in client inquiries, how it shows up in your list growing, just the difference in the opportunities, you know, from the outside, but then again, how you feel on the inside and being able to have that holistic, hell yeah, of, yeah, this is actually the right thing. That's a hell of a validation. And I mean, that's what most of us are looking for. Yeah, I think the perfect example is we were all sitting at my round table at Alt Summit just recently. And I looked on the table and I thought, thank God. (laughs) 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 I'm talking about women of color and marginalized groups because I've attracted all the right people here. And I'm like that. I'm so interested in knowing them and hearing their stories And it was just like all of the work that I've done up until that point to get there was just worth it. And for those of you that don't know, um, Cher was there with us at Alt Summit and just seeing the passion that comes across when she spoke and how the women at her, her tables were interacting. And they were, I mean, they were fully engaged. They were listening and they were, taking notes and really just, you know, showing up and asking questions and they were involved in this dialogue. And it was a beautiful thing to see how, you know, for us, by us, and just seeing what that can do. That's the whole point. It's the entire point. And so before we go, I want you to make sure that you let the pause on the play audience know how they can learn more about you and how they can go ahead and find out where you are when they are ready to have you help them. Cause let's be honest, like, yeah, you're here to actually help the right people. And I know some of them are listening. Yes, of course. So if you want to pitch yourself to outlets, but you're not sure where to start, the best thing I can offer you is a resource that I've created called the pitch list. You can find it at ginkgopr.com. That's G-I-N-K-G-O-P-R.com backslash the pitch list. And what you do basically is put your name and email on there. You have a directory that comes up to you and you can choose the industry that you're in and all of the podcasts and editorials that could be a fit for you to pitch yourself will populate. So instead of going through Apple podcasts or endlessly Googling, you can actually just rely on this vetted list of podcasts and editorials that I've curated myself. Awesome. Perfect. And everything will be in the show notes. I will link to how you can connect with Cher. And as always, Cher, you know that I admire you and I have immense gratitude for you. And I just appreciate that you came and you shared with us. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here. This episode gave you a peek into what conversation is like with me that can support you in the changes that you want to make. Whether you are adjusting your company culture, creating inclusive hiring frameworks, or looking to begin the process of integrating your business with inclusive and equitable actions, I can help. 
my Ask All The Things one-to-one coaching package brings us together to collaborate on creating a game plan to get you to your goals. And I said collaborate because these are your goals. I am here to support you, not make you do what it is that I want you to do. This is for you. I give you tangible actions and steps to take combined with energetic check-ins to make sure you don't burn out along the way. You also get accountability support between your calls to keep you on track. I am here to partner with you as you make shit happen. Visit ericacorday.com forward slash services today to learn more. If you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by subscribing, share with a friend, or come on over and leave us a review. You know that reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil, challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. As always, we love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?